2: Donald Trump's so-called Election Integrity Commission is asking states for a wealth of information from their voter databases, including names, addresses, voting history, birth dates, and the last four digits of Social Security numbers. The commission's vice chairman, Kansas Republican Chris Kobach, explained the request on MSNBC. There are lots of errors in every state's voter rolls. Let's find out how significant those errors are. Let's find out how many deceased people are on the rolls. Let's find out how many cases where someone's a deceased individuals actually voted and let's find out how many aliens are on the voter rolls but the request has generated pushback lots of it both republican and democratic officials are balking in many cases saying state law doesn't permit them to turn over that information with us to talk about the issue the request are two election law experts nate Persley, who's a professor at stanford law school and is with june in our new york studio and josh douglas professor at the university of kentucky school of law welcome to you both. Um, Nate, let's start with what you just heard Chris Kobach say there and and the goal he says he's trying to accomplish. Is there any problem with the goal of trying to gather information from the states about their databases?
0: Well, for the most part, we have a very decentralized electoral system in the U.S. We not only decentralize down to the state level, but we decentralize further down to the local level. And so a national database of voters does not exist. So what the Kobach-Pence... Commission is trying to do is unprecedented. Um, the secretaries of state have indicated to uh, Kobach that he, <laughs> the, the the kind of information that he is asking for from the states, uh, if they were to provide it, would often violate uh, state law um, because he's asked for a real wealth of information from uh, about the individual voters. Uh, I don't think there is a problem. Uh, legally with assembling a national database of eligible voters per se, but the way he's gone about it is uh, contradictory to some of the state laws. Josh, what is he looking for, really? Is there another way to do what he says he wants to do without getting all this information?
1: Well, it's not clear what he really wants to do, um, and that's the problem. And I say it's not clear because uh, although he claims to be seeking evidence of uh, duplicate registrations or, or people mo- voting illegally. Um, what he's uh, asking for is not the way to do that. Um, and so I think what a lot of people are concerned about is that uh, he's going to, if he were to obtain this information, he would learn what we already know, which is that the voter registration rolls uh, can be bloated for uh, for normal reasons like people die, people move. Um, and that's not evidence of voter fraud. I think the concern is that he's going to say, well, look, we have these bloated registration rolls, there's voter fraud here, and that's going to support uh, ever more restrictive voter uh, voting laws. And and that's what the, the, I think one of the big problems is.
2: Well, um, Nate, it, it, I mean, it, if what he ends up finding is just we have a whole lot of duplicate registrations, as Josh said, something that uh, you election law experts have known for a long time, uh, but that there is not a whole lot of evidence of you know actual fraud, people actually showing up and saying, I want to vote for this dead person. Um, wouldn't that be a good thing? Well, I think it.
0: You know, if you took yourself out of the politics of the situation and you said, well, what, should the United States have a list of eligible voters out there? I don't think that's an inherently bad thing. The problem is that th- th- this is not about creating a national list of voters, it's about trying to suss out. Uh, voter fraud and duplicate voting and the like. And if you look at the request, and those of us in the business of dealing with these voter lists know that there, there are all kinds of reasons that you have these errors, but more importantly that when you match up the types of voter lists that Chris Kobach is trying to seek with the national databases dealing with Social Security or postal addresses or uh, the ones held by the immigration services, that you're going to have a huge amount of errors. And so you will end up finding out that or, or suspecting that there's all of these illegal voters who are voting when in reality you've made a lot of mistakes in the matching process. And the, the way that he has put forth this request to the states indicates that he doesn't understand the complexity of the matching of the list.
2: Josh, just about 30 seconds, but we can pick up, uh, pick up on this. Based on, on what's happened, um, how much information is Kobach actually going to end up with from the states?
1: Well, so far it sounds like not a lot. I think we're up to 44 states that have said they're not going to comply, uh, at least in part. Uh, six states have not said what they're going to do next. Um, and so this has been a real uh, debacle already from the start, the very first thing this commission has done. Uh, has really backfired.
2: We're talking about Donald Trump's election commission and its letters requesting voter data from the states. Chris Kobach, the man who signed the letters, said the commission is seeking only public information. This is publicly available information. The commission is only requesting what any person on the street in California can walk into a county election office and get. So if social security number is not publicly available, and it is not publicly available in most states,
0: then we aren't requesting it.
2: That was from an interview on MSNBC. Our guests are Nate Persley, who's an election law expert at Stanford University, and jo- Josh Douglas, who is an election law e- expert at Kentucky University's law school. Josh, one of the complaints about what Chris Kobach is doing is uh, privacy concerns. But if Kobach is just, as he's saying, seeking information that's already public, what's the concern there?
1: Well, for one, I think it's off-putting to be asking for things like social security numbers, uh, military status, detailed voting history. Um, uh, even if that stuff is not public, it's included in the request. Um, but more importantly, it's not the case in every state that someone could just walk into their county clerk's office and, uh, and obtain this information. Some states uh, charge a fee for the voter file, um, and as we have discussed earlier, elections in America are really decentralized so it's not about going to uh the state and asking for this information uh he even admits in that uh clip you just played that uh this is all, a lot of the data is held at the county level and yet uh it's being asked for at the state level so there's a lot of problems with the implementation of this request uh not to mention the privacy concerns uh in the data he's asking for
0: Nate so 44 states, that includes, of course, Republican states, have said that they won't comply or they can't comply. Can Kobach do anything besides having Donald Trump trying to tweet them into submission by embarrassing them and saying, what are they trying to hide? So far, this commission doesn't have any extraordinary power to issue subpoenas or to force them to do anything. And actually, as I understand it, he has admitted as much and says that, look, we are just asking for the data that they have that's uh, publicly available. Uh, and so I think they're going to have to go back to square one here and figure out um, how they're going to assemble the database that they care about without relying on the sort of uh, good intentions of the states, because they've, they've sort of had a bit of an uproar here. Um, at some point, I you know, <laughs> we have to... Admit that what this is about is look trying to figure out whether the voters who are on the list and people who have voted are uh, some what's, you know, some subsection of them are illegal voters, the three to five million that President Trump tweeted about it following the election. And that's really what this commission is about, is trying to figure out how many people are illegally on the rolls and may have illegally voted in the last election.
2: Josh, this commission is at least nominally bipartisan. There are, I think, at least have been at least three Democratic members of the commission. Um, one of them, the Maryland Deputy Secretary of State Luis Barunda, uh, just resigned. Uh, can you just just talk about that? Do we uh, do we know why Mr. Barunda resigned? And is this truly a, a bipartisan uh, commission at this point?
1: Well, I don't think we have any information as to why uh Burundu resigned, although there was a little bit of an uproar in the election community when he was named because uh, it's not clear that he has any election experience whatsoever. Um, But in terms of the broader question about bipartisanship, I I don't think this commission can be seen as bipartisan at all. Um, Unlike uh, Obama's uh, last commission after the 2012 election, the Presidential Commission on Election Administration, that one was co-chaired by Obama's main election lawyer, and Mitt Romney's main election lawyer. And had an election expert, uh, Nate Persley, who everyone sort of agrees is very well respected and bipartisan in the field. Um, here we have Pence and Kobach leading the charge. Both of them obviously have their own political viewpoint. There's no serious Democrat who has um, agreed to join the commission. I say serious, and that's someone who has uh, a, a strong election uh, uh, experience. I do even mean, think the name of the commission signifies its true purpose. This isn't a commission on election administration. It's a commission on election integrity, and that's the only thing that the commission seems to be focused on. If we're going to have a serious bipartisan commission, it would look at not only election integrity, but uh, uh, the problem of voter suppression, as well as issues of voter enhancement—ways that states uh, can and should be making it easier to participate in our elections. So,
0: Nate. Let's go back to the executive order that started this thing rolling. What does that tell us about this? Well, a lot of what uh, President Trump's executive order said in uh, establishing this commission is that they want to preserve confidence and promote confidence in the American electoral system. And to some extent, that's a buzzword for those of us in the election administration community because – Kobach and and President Trump are right, which is that a lot of people do have a lack of confidence in American democracy and in the way the voting system works. Democrats right now lack confidence because they think Russians hacked the election. Republicans lack confidence because they think uh, and believe that there was a lot of voter fraud. The problem is that You don't find that, say, restrictive voter ID laws or the like have any real effect on promoting voter confidence. And if you start looking at public opinion instead of the actual data about who voted and who may have voted illegally, you'll get a completely different view as to what the pathologies are in the American electoral system.
2: I want to thank our guest. That was Nate Persley talking. He's a professor at Stanford University Law School, uh, formerly was the senior research director for a, a truly bipartisan commission set up after the
0: 2012 uh,
2: election. And Josh Douglas, a professor at the University of Kentucky School of Law, both election law experts.
0: The Hartford understands protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large-sized companies like yours to help manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. Let The Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at
1: thehartford.com